Welcome to Diamonds in the Rough Draft, a heartfelt dig through discarded drafts from our past. I'm your co-host, Emily Anderson. And I'm Eric Anderson. On draft this week is Owlet from Horned Owl Brewing out of Kennesaw, Georgia. While we drink our way through, we will be working through a special guest poem a by... A special guest poem! A special poem. guest poem by Nina McNamara of Pop Medieval Podcast and her poem, Fecundity. Oh my god, that's me. That's you! That is me! Oh my god, I'm so happy to be <laughs> You're here. You're a real person. I am a real person. And you guys let me speak this time. Yeah. That's yes. Great. Yeah, this take, although I did accidentally, inadvertently... She's a very clap-based individual. Yeah, but you were clapping for me. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately thought of the clap. clap. You just said your wife had a clap. I don't appreciate that. Okay, it's different. It's different. Okay. Wow, I'm finding a lot out about you guys right now. <laughs> so, Nina, tell us about yourself and Pop Medieval Podcast. Co-hosted with and co-founded. Co-founded and co-hosted with our former uh, medieval lit professor, Dr. Richard Scott Noakes. Um, and that's been running for almost two years now. This is coming up on the second year anniversary wow. back, yeah, come August or September. Um, no, September. Labor Day weekend, September. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it was a Dragon Con weekend that we started. Um, so what we do in that podcast is we discuss the intersection of medieval literature and history and pop culture. And so we talk about things like, you know, Beowulf is the, you know, the medieval thing yeah. that everybody falls back on. And pop culture. Uh, one of the most pop culture things we talked about was Tiger King about a year and a half ago. Yeah. That is very pop culture. There was yeah. also a really great episode about swear words. Swear words, yes. That was yeah. one of our most popular episodes. Yeah. We were yeah. just talking about that, and, and uh, it got us the most engagement. I continually think about the episode where you were talking about Old English medical terms, mm -hmm. and I correctly guessed that Grima or... Grim or whatever the word, whatever the old English word is. <laughs> I can't even remember. I think yeah. it was Grima. Yeah, Grima, yeah. something like that. Yeah. I correctly guessed that it meant face, not because of Grima worm tongue from Lord of the Rings, which is surprising, but yeah. because of the Grim, Grim Reaper masks. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep, we do stuff like that. So we'll have contests, like uh, Doc will quiz me. He'll say, guess which word means this, yeah. or which one of these medieval words means this. It's always a fun time. Yes, yeah. and I will normally lose, like yeah. a terrible, because I'm not, She yeah. did pretty well in that I one, did, but yeah. the one before. I got one out of five. Oh, oh man, oh. I ate absolute crap. Wait, I can say shit on this podcast. Absolutely. Okay. Swear I away. ate shit on that, pot, or on that episode. But uh, So we do a lot of fun things like that, but we're, we're an educational podcast, first and foremost so we inform that's our our goal is to make medieval history and literature like informative but fun for yeah because it can be yeah, yeah. accessible because it, it can be a really uninteresting topic if you're not careful it, it's yeah. you know movies make it seem uh interesting but not uh not informative yeah and what we do is we try to make it much much more informative but with an educational angle yeah, so that's one thing I do. I'm also an author. I've written two books, and I'm working on my third, which uh, hopefully we're going to segue in a second. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. we will. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll so... We'll give you lots of opportunities to plug yourself. Thank you. Plug yourself. Plug <laughs> yes, everyone needs to plug themselves here. So, okay, well, that's introduction number one. There's going to be several yes. more introductions, there we go. I'm sure, to... Uh, yeah. To, to our new character. But let's talk about this alcohol that you placed in front of me. Indeed. So we have a beer in front of us. It is a Hefeweizen, 5.4%. Uh, nice. Canned on July the 4th. That's just happenstance. We were. So this Hornell Brewing in Kennesaw, it has a really neat shtick. It's a pretty new brewery and it's right next to a lot of local restaurants in the Kennesaw area. And what they've done is they get menus from the local restaurants and they bring them there mm -hmm. that way you call you call the restaurant and they and all they have deliver. delivery people that will just yeah. walk it over to the yeah. brewery oh, that's so nice. there's yeah. a little pizza place i don't remember the name of it but it was a little pizza was place pizza. right next door he like just walked it right over to us. There's oh, a Thai place, yeah, a wing yeah, place, yeah. a pizza place. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's called Pisanos. Pisanos, yeah. 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 I really, they really They won my it. heart. In addition to all of those other things, their outside patio has like green turf that's very nice for a 14-month-old to crawl his yeah. chubby little legs on. <laughs> 
Yeah, it just he can't eat it. He tries real yeah. hard. He tries, and then our our and there uh, was a very good dog oh, there. The was, day he we he were, met a yeah. poodle who was just the friendliest the thing friendliest ever. Yeah, yeah. He's such so a good they just poodle. bonded. It was great. And right around the corner was this mysterious mm-hmm. koi pond sales factory. That, I, I know the pond you're talking about. Yeah. Oh my god, we just stumbled yeah. into it as I was taking him on a walk mm-hmm. and had a magical moment sitting next to this koi pond. Mm-hmm. Just like he did not know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Our eldest one. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I mean, granted, the one year old also didn't yeah. know what yeah. was going on, but, but he's little less one wasn't actively that close to the koi pond. We are responsible parents. <laughs> <laughs> no child fell in any koi pond at any time. I only dipped them in the twice. Rumors. I heard it was Eric good Eric and Emily luck. are good parents. <laughs> <laughs> Nina can attest. I can attest. <laughs> She's been there from the beginning. Wait, who's watching our kids? They're sleeping. Oh, excellent. So they're watching themselves. <laughs> Santa. Santa's watching them right now. Excellent. Good to know. All right. So about Horned Owl Brewing, just a few other little things. Um, they were opened by Joe Ull. U-H-L, I suppose. Ool? Ool. U-H-L. Yeah. Ool. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little ool. 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 Yeah. ool. And, all right, so I, I don't know Joe. I just don't. <laughs> but Joe's website says, Why owls? It is the meaning or translation of our German last name, Ool. Mm-hmm. And the different names of owl in it provide some great names and ideas for breweries and beer. And I just, I'm not going to say that Joe is, like, lying or wrong. But I just disagree with him firmly. I, yeah. It's all, they're right next to Kennesaw State University. The who owls. are the fighting owls or the horned owls? Think, yeah, they're they're an owl. Like, yeah, that's their they are mascot. the owls. The so battle just, owls. It's <laughs> very on brand to be the owls in that in And that maybe there's a copyright thing going on or something. Right. Thing, but oh, also, maybe. also, you know, German. The in German, owl is die Euler, and the spelling is a well, little bit different. Well, it could have been anglicized when they came over from. Maybe, yeah. Well, that's I'm a thing just, that happens. I'm sus about this whole thing. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm not gonna tell the guy he, he's making shit up, but yeah, it just seems I, so I just think so. I did learn by reading his website that it was the passage of Senate Bill 85 in September of 2017 that provided the ability. For successful brewery businesses in Georgia. Oh, okay. Well, good. I feel like I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. What doesn't make sense to me is so many of these breweries that we've already covered that are like we started in 2008. So I I don't know. I think it has to do more okay. with distribution. Is microbreweries yeah. that yeah. didn't have heavy distribution I, and yeah. or it was a big deal when they could start selling beer on the premises. Remember, like, mm-hmm. yeah. right. we toured Red yeah. Hair in, like, 2016, 20, maybe early 2017, and they, like, you couldn't buy a six-pack or whatever there, you couldn't buy a growler or whatever there, like, you had to just, it was like going to a bar, you had to drink it, you had to buy it there, you had to drink it there. That's you right. Couldn't they couldn't walk out there was no it. to go. Yeah, yeah. so I yeah. think that's the bill that allowed them to distribute, especially from the premises of their brewery. Yeah. So it's I'm glad that that they passed this Senate bill because we were able to buy a court a court of this a crowler um, they call it, which is just this super big can. It's it the biggest big can I've ever can. seen. It's that bigger than a Foster's. A yes. If that's Australian that's for your beer, like this a, is it looks like a huge South American for beer. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a big can. Um yeah. So, all right, that's it. That's all I have about Horned Owl Brewery and the Owlet. It is one of my favorite. Uh, definitely my favorite beer that I tried from this brewery. So yeah. let's all, all right. clink and drink. All right. Post. <laughs> <clears throat> Emily's going back in because she almost died. <laughs> yeah, it's good. That's really I like, good. I like the Hefeweizen. They did have a, yeah. they had several good ones. Um, my father-in-law was very happy that they had several dark beers. And yes. it's kind of hard to find yeah. a lot of Porters and, and yeah. like there. They had yeah. uh, like a porter, a stout. They had three dark beers. And I don't mm-hmm. remember if they were porters or stouts, but they had three of them. They okay, had good. like frozen alcoholic slushy things too. They also had that. Oh, yeah. that sounds good, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was it like a pina like colada kind of. It looked like when you go to the movie theater and the. The icy. Yeah, the icy. Oh, that sounds yeah. really good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they had a lot of a lot of neat things there. I really liked them. Oh, yeah. No. Well,. <laughs> Nina, as our special guest, Ooh. tell me, what are you thinking about right oh, now? Oh, okay. I like this question. All right. So <laughs> I, I'm, I have a topic on my mind, and it's of very personal interest of me, both um, 
personally speaking, and based on the stuff that I'm writing, currently writing, and that I will be writing. I want to talk about female agency. Ooh, I like that. Yes, I figured Emily would really like this too. <laughs> the first thing I thought of was special agent man, and I'm trying to keep it down and not <laughs> sing it to myself in my agent. head. Thank you for doing that. Here we go. That. Yeah. yeah, I get a point. Yes. No, it's not special agent man. It's secret, secret agent, agent man. man. The way I see Johnny it, Rivers, <laughs> right? Johnny Rivers. I have no that idea. That seems wrong. I think it's Johnny. All right, you Rivers. Google it while Nina I'm tells us yeah. more. Okay, so back a little bit of background. On me, Eric, and I went to the same college. We sure did. That's yes. where we met. Yep. Trojans. Yes. We don't In fact, we're like going to War Eagle. <laughs> that's not right either. <laughs> that's not right either. <laughs> Still confused. Wait, Spartans? No, we were Trojans. No, we were Trojans. Yeah, but we said go Troy. Oh. We say Trojans. Yeah. <laughs> go Troy. There you go. <laughs> and put a pin in now. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about the Trojans in a minute. Not our college, but. Uh-huh. Uh, what is this? It's yo Johnny Rivers. You're right. You're okay. right. Yeah. I I know. Thank you. I was a. <laughs> we were both English majors. I was a classics minor. You were a creative creative writer. writing minor. And yeah. I was on the earlier book. I think I started college maybe a year or two before you did. I feel like you were two years ahead of me. Okay. That seems right. And I I was lucky because I was on the book that allowed me to take creative writing classes, and oh. it counted toward my English major. Oh. So sweet. yeah, and so I was allowed to take all those classes, and they still counted. Yeah. And uh, I could take whatever I wanted as my minor, so I chose classics as my minor. Okay. Yeah. And I've always had this fascination with mythology, mm-hmm. particularly Greek and Roman mythology, and I've been a little obsessed with two particular myths. One is the the Trojan War, the Iliad, and um, the uh, the Temptation of Paris. Okay. I love that one. Yes, and it's love it. it's fantastic because okay. it kicks off the Trojan War. Yeah, I think we talked about you guys have we did. We, you, got, yeah, you guys have talked about both. We of these ramble myths, about Greek stuff. Yeah, all all the, so I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm bringing this up because I know you guys are familiar with them so much. Um, and the second is uh, the abduction of Persephone. And I don't want to use the R word because that's kind of the, the yeah. Ovid myth is the R of Persephone. Yeah. I don't like that one. But uh, what dawned on me is that over the years, as I've gotten more aware and more uh, conscious in my feminism, is that these two myths, even though they're my favorite, they're centered around women. Yeah. So the, and I'll start with, I'll start with um, the Trojan War. So the temptation of Paris really is about Helen of Sparta, who becomes Helen of Troy. Yeah. She kicks off the the Trojan War. Yeah. This is her story. Yeah. She has zero agency in the entire yeah. the entire you never hear It's just people from fighting from over you. her because yeah. of her. Yeah. But she does very little. Well She's, and it's interesting yeah. because you have female god you have female goddesses yeah. who are participating in taking away yeah. her agency. Athena is yeah. super into it. You know, Athena but, is she it's, oh, I thought so it was Aphrodite. There's three. there's three. So there, yeah, there's Athena, there's Hera, and there's Aphrodite. I thought it was Aphrodite who promised Helen of she, Troy. She did, but Helen Athena, Athena yeah. is really into the Trojan War. She's helping oh, Odysseus. Okay. Yeah, well, so she, yeah, she's, she's war, like so. the most spurned of all of them because, you know, she's, she promised, her gift to Paris was, well, I can make you smart in battle. I can, yeah. I can make you... Uh, battle worthy. What does Hera offer? I she offers remember. him land. She, I think she offers oh, okay. him all the known world, okay. which is uh, Europe and Asia. Yeah. yeah, which is pretty much everything at yeah. the time. And what an uh, idiot. He should have taken yeah. that. Well, Paris is <laughs> like Paris is an idiot. Paris is a complete fool throughout yeah. all of it. his own temp- his own story, and then all of the Iliad because he's he's really just around to. Kidnap Helen of Troy, who again has no agency. We, depending on which story you read, if it's Ovid or if it's the Iliad itself, she doesn't. We don't know if she wants to go with Paris or if she falls in love with him and yeah. is okay with his whole absconding. But his whole thing is, I don't really care who wins this contest. I don't really care which one of you is the most beautiful. I think you're all beautiful. And then Aphrodite says. Well, these two women, you know, Hera's promising you all the known world, and Athena's promising you battle worthiness, which, you know, you are lacking. You have no smarts whatsoever. I'm going to promise you some strange, you know? And yeah. so, and he's like, oh, you know, that sounds really good. And at the time, both of them are married. So mm-hmm. Helen is married to Menelaus. Menelaus, yes. Yeah. He, she's married to Menelaus, and he's married to a nymph. At who's I've got my notes here. Oh, Paris, 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 is, Paris is married to a nymph. Oh, I didn't remember. So that. yeah, so they're both married, and he's like, I hear she Helen is the most beautiful woman in this world. See I think a I'm nymph? gonna yeah, yeah exactly. 
And during we're the rolling our eyes, yeah, so I know. Both yeah. of us were just like, "Oh, Paris, Paris, please." <laughs> and then during the Iliad, like he does virtually nothing until it's time to kill Achilles. Yeah, he stays it's all about locked his... up in his tower the yeah. entire time. What is time? his brother's name? Oh, Hector. Just... Hector. Yeah. It's all about Hector. Well, Hector is yeah. the hero. Hector yeah. is the hero. Yeah, but you would think in a story of the war that he kicked off by being a dumb butt that Paris would take a more prominent a role in the fighting. Nah, he was hanging out he with really Helen the whole time. A, He's like, Oh, I almost called him a bad word. He really is a... He was a little, that bad word, whatever it was. Yeah. Well, I was That's call right. Him a sissy, but I don't want to participate. Well, yeah, well simp <laughs> is He was a yeah. brissy. A brissy. <laughs> That's right. He's a joke. He's a yeah, fool. Just yeah, just a joke. Just yeah. a fool. Just a lame. I am really intrigued by, by talking about the Helen myth because I feel like a lot of the retellings that I have read mm-hmm. have really leaned into the she really wanted to be with yes. Paris. It's trying to yeah. give her agency. I right. feel like that's the way Madeline Miller did it in her Song of Achilles book. I feel like that's the way it was done in the children's version of the Odyssey that I read growing up. Yeah. It's just a lot that's an interesting attempt Better. at agency. And I hate yeah. it. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah. I was I was going to say, I'm more interested in a story where she wanted to stay with Menelaus. Yeah. And she's wanting to get back to Menelaus because she ends up with Menelaus. She does. She Eventually, she goes back win. to Menelaus. The Greeks yeah. win. Yeah, so I, I don't like the idea of this woman who was trying to get away then being forced back. I'd much prefer yeah. that she was happy and this idiot man and a no good interfering goddess. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. she spends in like I, I believe it's the Iliad. Um, she it cuts to him or cuts to her uh, crying to Priam, the the king of Sparta at the time. Or I'm sorry, the king of Troy. And she's she's really down on herself. Like she is just like I am. I'm terrible. Yeah. I think she calls herself a bitch at one point. She's like, oh, I you know I've caused all of this. Woe is me. Please just. You know, let me let me go and uh, let me fend for myself. And I, I'm just I'm I'm just terrible. And I'm all the women here hate me. Like Andromache, yeah. who is Hector's wife, yeah. she hates me, and she's turned all the women against me. Yeah. And it it just it's an awful story to Helen, and she has yeah. absolutely no control. And this is this is the point I was going to get about this. I would rewrite this as you said, Emily. I would rewrite it where she had. She wants to get back to Menelaus. Yeah, that's more romantic yeah. to me yeah. in the end. So, yeah. and yeah, Even if she has... The, the Trojan War went on for... Ten years. Ten? And then yeah. another ten years of uh, Odysseus, Odysseus trying, trying to get, get back home. to Penelope. But, but everybody else and, made it home Yeah, fine. they make it so, home quick. So yeah. there's the understanding. Yeah, like, I mean, yes, it's ten years where you're separated from your husband, but... They get back together. Right. Now, but I was, I was just. It's kind of a nice break. <laughs> you know? yeah, a nice like, break. <laughs> wife. You know what? <laughs> a nice break. Well, if you're tired of the scenery of yeah, that's it. It's mainly thinking. a geographic yeah. break, yeah. not I mean, a marriage break. Penelope yeah. just had, you know, a bunch of suitors hanging around her house for yeah. that long, and they were not welcome. They broke the rules yeah. of hospitality and all of that. I've been trying to see whether or not. Uh, the the myths say that she had any children by Paris. I don't. So she didn't. She has no. uh, her, Hermione is a famous daughter of hers by Menelaus. Yeah. Um, that goes on to do other yes. other great deeds. But I was I don't uh, see Hermione. really anything. Yeah. A- anything else about a, a child by Paris? So I can't remember if this was in the actual myth, if it was Ovid or. Um, the Iliad itself, but I remember there was a, a really not great, it was kind of a gross TV movie, I think in 2003 or 2004, TV movie called Helen of Troy, where Hermione was sacrificed, like Menelaus, um, not Menelaus, uh, Agamemnon was mm. an absolute piece of shit. Like I thought he, it was Iphigenia that was sacrificed. Was it Iphigenia? I think it's I think Iphigenia. you're right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that was done in a really gross way. Like, it oh. was, yeah, it was a pretty low-budget TV movie, as most TV yeah. movies, but they changed a lot, and there was a lot more, uh, oh. you know, gross stuff going on yeah. in that. And, there are even yeah. some versions of the myth where... Someone kind of Abrahams it, like a yeah. god or goddess shows up and is like, no, 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 don't. <laughs> yeah, and like takes her away because also, how dare you try to sacrifice your mm-hmm. child to me? Yeah, I like those versions of the myth. I can see that. Yeah, <laughs> but speaking of which, other things that I would rewrite is the myth of Persephone. 
Because this is another one that pisses me off. And I, I re- this is my favorite. I would put this yeah. th- this myth above uh, Helen of Troy. Uh, or Helen of Sparta. Let's, let's yeah. recall it Helen of Sparta. Because she... Yeah. She spent 10 years in Troy, guys. Yeah. It's yeah. And at one point, I think, yeah, I got to go back. She was also abducted from Sparta before she was absconded to... This poor yeah. woman. I know. She really just... Mm, she's got just a bad she's, rap, but... She's... Is she Lita's daughter? She is. She yeah. was Lita's okay. daughter okay. from... Yeah. That, that whole family. The, the gods yeah. and God Just leave them alone. <laughs> just leave them alone. There's nothing Stop worse than being them. in a... Stop sending them to other people to fuck them. Just leave them alone. There's Speaking nothing worse than being an attractive person, male or female, in, yeah. in ancient in Greece. Greece. Like, you just yeah. can't do it. Yeah. But speaking of which, other stories that I would rewrite would be the myth of Persephone and the whole, yeah. again, I'm using the word absconding because I don't want to use the R word because yeah. it's gross. But uh, so Persephone is another myth where it's about Persephone, but, but she is not. not about her. Yeah, yeah, it's all about her mother, Demeter, yeah. and Hades and Zeus. Well, give Very us a much quick rundown. Give us a quick rundown. Yeah, I'm of sorry. The, yeah, of the story yeah. So, okay, so. Uh, Persephone is the daughter of Demeter. Demeter being the goddess of the and harvest. Zeus. Um, Sometimes she, by Zeus, isn't she? It's always questionable about who her daughter or who the daughter of Demeter is. I, it may be Zeus. I can't remember offhand. Okay. But, because, uh, like, oh, oh, you know, there's so much incest that goes on in yeah, the gods. I feel like it is by Zeus, or at least in some of the myths it is by Zeus, yeah. because he has... The paternal be, yeah. authority, like he, he makes the deal. Yeah, he, he does, and he has the paternal authority. And Demeter, or Demeter, kind of respects that he had the paternal yeah. authority. But he's also like the the head god. I so. don't know. That's not that's not how the conversation goes. Like She's more time, just like you had nothing to do with our daughter. How dare you yeah. trade her away? Yeah, I'm gonna make you feel. I this. think yeah, this is clicking out. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so she's picking flowers. Persephone is picking flowers because she's always associated with flowers. And uh, it's a specific flower that she's picking when he grabs her. She, what is yeah, it? I oh god, I can't remember. I have to no, look it up. Well, keep telling the story. I'll look it up. Yeah, okay. and she and suddenly the earth splits open and Hades pops out on his Hades chariot, and <laughs> uh, probably probably driven by uh, Cerberus. But uh, he's he comes That's out. Awesome. That would I be. Would- that would pretty, watch that. I would very That's pretty hot. I'm gonna say that would that does it for me. Um, but anyway, he, he pops out and he sees Persephone. He's like, I gotta have that. And he yeah. just absconds with her and, uh, without her consent. And, um, she's pretty, she's pretty she's, young, even for a Greek yeah, myth. Yeah. She's like 12, She's 13. supposed to be very yeah. young. And pa- that is part of the problem. De- Demeter's like, she is so much a maiden. How could you arrange exactly? This yes, like, this is how gross could you? and disgusting, yeah. and yeah, even when you're even pissing off gods, at, like with the lack of consent here, yeah. something's going yeah. on. Um, crocuses, crocuses. Okay, yeah, she's yes. picking crocuses. Okay, and she's like with some nymphs and stuff. This poor these when she she's like yeah. with people. She is. Yeah, but they Who don't can't know. Step in. Yeah, yeah, they don't know where she's she goes off to, but. But uh, anyway, they they disappear. Like they go back into the earth, and uh, Demeter has no idea what happened to her. She's like, "What's going on? What happened?" And she immediately starts mourning. And as she's mourning, she either tells the earth to stop producing the harvest, or she just starts neglecting the earth. Something yeah. happens, and the harvest is no longer fruitful. Like there's no more, uh, there's no more grain. There's no more food for the yeah. mortals of the earth, and and the mortals start stop starving. Um, well, uh, Zeus, who happens to know that this went on, um, tells Hades, who's his brother, says, okay, you've got to let your bride, your child bride go back to her mother, um, because the earth is starving and Demeter is no longer producing food, um, so let her go. And Hades is like, "Mm, well, okay, but... Uh, she ate a couple of pomegranate seeds. The number depends on what story you read. It, it's somewhere yeah. between three seeds or six. Um, I think is it six or eight or three and, and six, something like that, around six. And uh, because she ate that many seeds, that many pomegranate seeds, she's going to spend that long in, that many months in the underworld with me per year. Um, and the rest of the time she can spend with her mother. So yeah. and that's and that's kind of the the story about where we get seasons for you know, when yeah. she's down in the underworld with yeah. Hades as ruling as the queen of the underworld. Um, the earth goes 
in, into uh, mourning. Yeah. And she and, and Demeter is no longer harvesting or, or no longer letting the earth fruit like be fruitful and multiply. Yeah, yeah. she's grieving. For. She wants her kids. Yeah. Everything's dormant. Exactly. There's an interesting little side quest myth that I always like to bring up. When Demeter is looking for Persephone, at some point she kind of like disguises herself and she she starts to come back to how things can't stand the way they are because she encounters this um like farming family mm-hmm. basically who are starving they're having yeah. a hard time and but they take her in they give her hospitality and to thank them she's doing the thing that Achilles Achilles mom does to try to burn away mm-hmm. the the mortality but the 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 mom doesn't know that that's what's happening so she comes in and sees yeah. their guest holding the baby over the oh fire my God, and yeah. like what, what are you doing what are you doing to my child yeah and Demeter's like how dare you question the goddess and the yes. farmer's wife's like you're a goddess I'm so sorry you could have <laughs> led with that Demeter come on you should have been more goddess yeah. I couldn't yeah. tell I'm sure that child goes on to do other stuff but I usually don't do. remember yeah there's yeah. usually no reason there, to mention yeah. someone without yeah. them so there's a thousand and one nowadays retellings of this myth because yes. it's especially like it's a very YA thing to do right it now. Is. it's a very yeah, fantasy com- it's a very romance novel thing this to is. do right yeah. now yeah. Yeah, so it's like, an easy gritty option for Beauty and the Beast it is yeah so like when I was really young like when I was like prepubescent when I first heard this because this is where you first hear this as as a young child you hear okay this is the reason for the seasons like okay so Demeter's little girl she gets kidnapped and then when she's in in the underworld with Hades the world goes into mourning and blah 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 and then I'm like oh okay that's why I like this myth because there's a reason for this and like you have that's the kind of exposure I had to it first and then as you get older as a child or as a, a young woman and you hear this you're like oh that's kind of romantic you know a man absconding with a woman you he get, loves you know, her so much yes he had to grab exactly her right then. and that's but he has really... to give her up every year as, yes as it's so summer comes yes. back yeah. And that is, yeah, that is such the wrong message to yeah. get. From yeah, us. it's really about two codependent people yeah. fighting over a woman who has no say. And that's the in me- how yeah, she that's the understanding time. I have yeah. as an adult, like as a, a woman who has an understanding of what a healthy relationship should be. That's the yeah. that's the understanding I have now. How I would rewrite this is I would make that like I would make this relationship consensual. Like I would have yeah. Persephone being in an overbearing relationship with her mother. And then fall in love with Hades as, okay, this is this is someone who I love. We have a secret relationship. I can't stand being with my mom anymore. I need to leave. Yeah. So, so let's stage it. Yes. Yeah. Let's stage it as a, I got to get the hell out of Dodge. Yeah. Let's go. That's reminding me of, um, oh, there's a beautiful, beautiful poem. I think I've shown it to you before. It's like Persephone to Psyche. Kind of about dealing with the character of... Persephone having no agency and like having to deal with being in her, you know, being stuck in the underworld, not being able to move forward at all with her life. And I cannot remember the name of the poet. I've mentioned her before on this podcast a lot. So go listen to, go listen to the rest of our episodes. Just go listen to Emily in the past and (laughs) and that'll be great. I really like the idea, you know, you're talking about consensual. Yeah. I kind of like the, the, the flip turn of having her on Mount Olympus dreaming of the underworld. Yeah. You know, wishing that she could be there. Missing Cerberus, like missing everything, and yeah. and it's yeah. just it's such a twist. We're so used to her being miserable in the underworld. There's something about yeah. it too. Because yeah. this is yeah. this is kind of like I think this is a subplot of that Hades Town. You guys were talking about Hades Town yeah. in your last podcast, yeah. Because um, I think this is like Persephone is a character in mm-hmm. Hades Town, and she's lamenting her relationship with Hades yeah. oh. about that. So yeah, we haven't listened to any of the music or watched oh, the it's show fine. yet. We need it's to. coming to Atlanta though. There's is Really? Yeah, they're doing a big tour. Yeah. I just saw an Instagram ad for that. Yeah. Instagram heard me we talking should. about Hades uh, Town. Yeah. You willed it into existence. Yeah, I did. We should go see it so, so we know what I we're talking like about. To go yes. see now it. we've mentioned now it. Twice. We, now we yeah. sound like it's really like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, twice is too many times to reference it, I think, yeah. without actually seeing it. That's sad. But I was trying to think of what else I would do if I were going sure. to try to rewrite this story. 
in, in a different way. Like try, trying to think of a twist, trying to think of a new way to do it. Cause this is an ages old myth that yeah. has been redone a thousand times. <gasps> what could I do? I just could I try to make it a, I'm, I'm trying to think of if, if there's a way that I can make it a non-sexual relationship mm -hmm. that is still, that still rubs that's not the. That's mm, not the. That rubs the butt. The rub. No, but it still scratches the same itch. Yeah. Scratch, rub. You see where I was going. Uh, and I'm trying to think. Maybe you know it could be like a a rival group, but you have two best friends, and one best friend absconds with the other best friend. I don't yeah. know. I'm just trying to think. Can you even do it with children, where they're both children, so it's not this creepy adult child kind of dynamic that that going intriguing. on? That would be good. Yeah. That, that, actually, yeah. that way, it just was... emphasizes that because it's all parent issues. This whole thing is about mommy daddy issues. Yeah. And how they they can't deal with their parents so if we lower the ages of both of the main characters and really lean into that, maybe footing. it's even yeah. like there's kind of a budding romance but they're so young it's really not a thing like it's yeah. not a sexual romance yeah. it's just a like prepubescent half friendship half i'm trying to understand what romance is mm -hmm. i really like trying to get an actual romance story out of that because it's just kind of like dark and lush and you know <laughs> the but, women uh, here are like yeah. romance. Nah, man, but, I but, so i'm i'm trying to remember what my idea was five seconds ago when eric wouldn't stop oh. talking because i was interrupting when him. you re-listen to this podcast yeah no, no, no. well i was thinking about a beauty and the beast type setup where he thinks he's rescuing her mm-hmm and he's like, you don't know me. We'll go at your own pace. I'm just brought you to a different place. You're not yeah. my prisoner, but you can't really leave because I can't, you know. <laughs> but your mom seems kind of terrible. Why don't you come yeah. be with me? Especially if, like, Zeus and Demeter were fight already fighting yeah. over her and her future. And he were to hear her complaining, you know, and is like, well, I can help you with that. Go ahead. I had another idea. Eric had another idea. That's my idea, gas. <laughs> right. So I think it would be fun if I and I don't know if this would be a straight up comedy or it would be a tongue in cheek story. But if you have her like yeah, trying to run away from her over yeah. overbearing parent. And Hades kind of doesn't want her there, mm -hmm. but is just oh, putting yeah, up with it. she just ends up there. Yeah, and yeah. he's she just kind of like, oh, own. this is going to be and so much trouble. Yeah. I'm going to get in so much trouble. And back. it's like, it, there is a romance, but it's like a reluctant romance where he's not like actively abducting yeah. her. She's inserting himself into his kingdom to get away from what she's doing. It would be, yeah. it's yeah. be like a screwball comedy yeah. type yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But it's still like, I mean, because that's still a romantic subplot of like the reluctant lover, like because they're kind of jousting verbally all the time. Yeah. And eventually yeah. it turns you know into like that, bringing like, up baby like the old 30s yeah. scribble yeah, yeah you I know what that. that made me think of though it made me, did you ever see bright eyes the shirley temple movie yes i did yeah okay so ago. it made me think of if she's got this bad parent back to eric's idea of this not being a romantic relationship mm -hmm. and she's got these parents that are just fighting over her a found family story of like you know talking to your uncle oh that's terrible how about I be your dad? Yeah. <laughs> you adopt it's not yeah, to I can be see why it is. It's just... That's it's Heidi, too, isn't it? No, that's her grandfather. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that took a turn. Yeah, I know. We that got... was fun, though. I have yeah. so many ideas. I kind of want to so, write this now. Yeah. So, yeah. So, please do, because that's my... After this, I'm, I'm writing... Right now, I'm also writing a book about agency and... Uh, or female agency and how that applies to a young woman with... Um, PTSD based on mm -hmm. trauma in her life. Mm. Um, after I'm finished with that, I'm going to be writing, rewriting this Persephone myth. Um, so yes, I want to hear, I want to see how you write that. And, and, and Emily too, I want to see how, because I, yeah. I think, I don't believe that people can have dibs over a particular no. thing, especially no. not the kids are asleep. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but no, I, I, I certainly, I think that every, there's room for every author to write about whatever topic they want, whether there's, it's been done before or not. So yeah, yeah let, let, let me. I want to see what you guys come up with. We can write about the same yeah. topic and. and I mean, that's actually a writing exercise in itself to say, like, give the same prompt to three different people and yeah. see how they work it in a different way. They do that that's all the time so in in college yeah. and in creative yeah. writing classes. Yeah. It's the same prompt and just see what people come up with and and yeah. people come up with different things all the time. And, so. and it's fascinating to see the different things people yeah. come up with. So yeah, that'd be a, that would be a lot of fun. Even if it was just even if we just played with it in a short story. Yeah. You just said, hey, write seven pages on yeah. your story. Let's see what just happens. See what it turns into. Mm -hmm. yeah, that could yeah. be a lot of fun. Well, that was wonderful. Thank you, Nina, for telling us all about what you are thinking about right now. Now, before you give us your dramatic, dramatic reading, reading, 
Tell us what you remember about this poem and why it was written. Okay. So this poem, you and I had a class with uh, Dr. Bill Thompson. Yeah. Name drop. Name drop. Name drop. Name drop. Name drop. Uh, it was our... <laughs> She's listening to her. I'm sorry. I know. I she gets our inside joke. Um, okay. So in, in this class, in this poetry class, um, back in... I have 2009 written down. It may yeah. have... Yeah. Because I graduated in 2009, so... And I graduated in 2010. Oh, man. So. I yeah. started college Oh, that's adorable. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cute. The adults are talking right yes. now. So... <laughs> You'd see, um, all the alcohol is being drained right now, so I'm getting very loosely tongued. Um, but, uh, so, in this class, the assignments were always blank verse with um, uh, iambic pentameter and the like, and I experimented a lot with those. I think for this poem, he suggested, uh, try writing a friendship poem. Also, the cat's, you're wearing one croc. Emily, are you okay? Emily. <laughs> you have... Uh, a pan of brownies and one shoe. You're right. You need more alcohol? <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. Oh, no, the baby. For this assignment, he mentioned um, writing a friendship poem. And though we didn't have real hard, fast, we didn't have hard, fast assignments. He just said, write a, a poem that is an iambic pentameter if you can. Um, here's some guidelines. Try writing a friendship poem. And I kind of scratched my head about this. I was like, mm, what are some good friendship poems that I could model mine after and there's only two like two famous friendship poems mm -hmm. one of them i i found um one was sonnet 104 mm -hmm. by the bard himself it's uh, it starts off to me a fair friend you can never be old which i went through that again just to remind myself and uh i'm like no this this i nothing i wrote in in this poem that i'm sharing with you guys is anything like that and the other one was uh, robert frost's a time to talk oh. which I don't think I've read that, and I like it's a, Robert Frost. It's a really sweet poem. It's extremely short, and it's all it's about is the gist of it is when I, a true friend um, is someone who I uh, I drop everything for, and I don't say just a second. I just drop everything, and I, I go and I, I say hi. Yeah. And again, that's that's nothing that I wrote has anything to do with that. And I thought so they were kind of your inspiration. They mm, yeah, and but I I, I thought to myself. If I were to write a friendship poem, what would that mean to me? Like, how would I write that? And I'm like, this this is the only way I would write a friendship poem. And uh, without getting, like, I don't want to spoil it too much right now. Let me read it to you and, yeah. and then explain why I wrote it this way. Sure. All right. Are you ready for your dramatic reading? I am ready for my dramatic reading. All right. Time for a dramatic, dramatic reading. Dramatic reading. A dramatic reading. Dramatic reading. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This is fecundity. We were children once, apples yet plucked, unripened tarts, plump with juicy sweetness. We'd stroll along the river's edge, skipping stones and catching crayfish. Life was simple. When night fell, we fell with it. We would chase fireflies as they blinkety blinked in and out of existence before we fell tumbling and laughing beneath the stars. Whispering words of solidarity, we linked our fingers and minds together. How different we felt when the weather changed in the afternoon of adolescence. How a feckin' beast peeled away the innocence, left us raw and bleeding as it snapped at its chain, begged for release. We bit down on silence, swallowed parched words, choked on unquenched thirst. The hunger raged on. But the sweet, sweet burning devours us, delicious even as it eats at us. <laughs> appreciate it. All right. I will say off the bat, now that you have explained this is sort of a friendship poem, a lot more things make sense mm, to me. Mm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Before that, I was kind of like, this feels like two different poems. There's a turn. Yeah. There's definitely a turn. Yeah, well, and it was, it was such a turn that yeah. I was like, I think I'm missing something here. So I would suggest a different... Just right off the bat, jumping in, I'd suggest a different title that would clue me. In. Yeah. If you change nothing else, change the title. Yeah. So Emily is the expert at suggesting new titles, but sure. I agree with this one. I do. I do. <laughs> no, Just I, yeah, because, okay. like, it is a strong word, but I don't think encapsulates the ideas of the poem altogether. Sure. And it, 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 this I, I is an opportunity sure. to give some maybe needed, yeah. like, prepping, I guess. Clarification. Clarification, yeah. 
Okay. Like, what would you suggest as a title? Okay. Well, am I correct in now thinking this is about children who are friends and then have a crush on one another? At least it's one-sided. Okay. Ah, one-sided yeah. crush. Okay. Okay. They're all one-sided. Um, Maybe. I don't have any immediate the ideas. The crushing. <laughs> the crushing. The crushing. <laughs> the crushing. <laughs> there's some applesauce. Uh, <laughs> there's there's something in here. I got a giggle on that one. I got an honest laugh. Um, I'm going to name it that ridiculous thing and just, you know, let people realize, oh, this is much more serious than yeah, the title. You don't, you don't get it when you get it. Yeah. All right. That's, that's fine. But. I want to back up and be like, I really enjoyed this poem. Mm. Thank you for sharing yes, with us. Yes, I did. Yeah, I feel I like did. I dove into this needs to be changed before I was like, this is great. About this poem. Thank you for telling us. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing group therapy today. <laughs> Hi, Nina. Mm. So one of my favorite parts was, oh my goodness. Okay, so I, I circled like three things. Um, I really, really like the the tumbling and laughing beneath the stars, whispering words of solidarity. We linked our fingers and our minds together. Yeah. That little area yeah. in there, I think you capture a feeling. And my favorite line in the entire poem is, when night fell, we fell with it. That is awesome. Yes. Oh, Why couldn't you. I write that? <laughs> I want that. <laughs> best line, for sure. Thank oh, you. Eric always points out the things that I'm like, oh, I felt that. But did yeah. I word it? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's my thing. It's almost like you're older than me and have done this a little more. That's already a few more years. That's oh, all. You're just so young. That's oh, child. Man. I'm gonna get arrested. <laughs> I don't know. I also don't know. I can't read my own handwriting. I made a note. Oh, oh, South. That's what it was. All right. So, so as far as I associate crayfish mm-hmm. with the American South. Yeah. The people I grew up around, we didn't call them crayfish. We hmm. call them crawfish or crawdads. And I think it's all yeah. the same thing. But they I was kind of just thing. wondering about regional variations in that, that creature's yeah. name. Do you know what people called them? Like, is that a thing? I recognize yeah. all three names and am not confused if I encounter any of them. Okay. Thank yep. you for their coming. <laughs> They're, called They're called crayfish. They're called My parents call okay. them crawfish. Okay. But a lot of the people I was around in the South called them crawdads. Yeah. I think my dad has slipped and called them crayfish before. I do think that's a more northern. That is thing. very northern. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. I was kind of just wondering. So about I that. was not stumped by that. I was like, I know exactly what that is. <laughs> well, I knew what it was, but I was yeah. intrigued by it because yeah. I wouldn't write crayfish. You know, I would write crawfish probably. I mm-hmm. think crawfish is probably. I feel like a crawfish boil. Depends is what on I would how say. folksy you want to be. Yeah. I feel like crawdad be... is really old south. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that crawfish. It's a more fun is... word too. So if you want yeah. a bouncy, bouncy, trouncy, bouncy, 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 Well, do you think that's a little bit too distracting? I didn't find it to be so. No, and especially if this is like, I mean, if that's what the word is to you, keep it mm-hmm. that way because okay. you are not of the south. That is that not is, who you are. That is so true. I wouldn't change it to try to represent. You are not of the South. That is true. So I, I literally, I like, I wrote South question mark. And yeah. I'm glad that you're not going to change that because it okay. does give it a regional setting okay. to me. I would, so a few lines before the unripened tarts, I would actually suggest a different word from tarts or a different adjective from unripened because tarts are baked. Yeah, okay, so that, okay. Was, that was a note that I had as well. You know, you get in with this idea, we were children, apples yet plucked, plucked. Yeah, apples still on the tree, but then those apples are immediately baked, baked. into tarts. But then they're plucked like, with juicy well, sweetness yeah, again, and yes, I was like, yeah. wait! So it, like, it, it, it ruins the metaphor yeah. that you're going for here. So I was thinking, if you change the word tarts to green... Unless it's a green uh, apple, yeah, but okay. if you just do unripened green, which has this dual unripened meaning, uh, oh, okay. oh, oh. unripened green, like the color of the apple, which has this dual meaning. Because like yeah. if you say somebody is green, they're also they're really new, unexperienced. unexperienced. Yeah. yeah, but it's also the color of an apple before it's ripened. Besides the Granny Smith, it's the only <laughs> other case. You, all right. Um, what other notes? Do I See, have? I'm from Michigan, so there's only one type of apple, and that's Macintosh apple. Macintosh. Now, I, I guarantee you put any type of apple in front of someone from Michigan, including a Macintosh apple, they're not going to be able to tell the difference, <laughs> but we were going to fight for Macintosh apples. <laughs> so I have a note that I am, con- it makes a little more sense to me now. 
but I think this could be reworked to make more sense. The bit where you start talking about the crush and how it kind of becomes consuming and also comes between you. Mm -hmm. I can see that now that I now know more about what we're talking about. (laughs) But the imagery is so different and it's very visceral and it's very... Yeah. Like fierce and like it's almost yeah. like we're suddenly talking about hunting and we were talking about farming and fishing. Yeah. And I I get that you're kind of that you're trying to to grasp that that feeling of like, ah, but this is very raw and visceral mm-hmm. and intense and very different from everything that went before. But I think we overcorrected. Does that make sense? So you think that I should you think that I'm mixing metaphors here? A little bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some of the, I, I'm I keying into what write, you're saying. Yeah, and... I literally write, I like the imagery of the fireflies and the fruit, but I would rather the eating slash food imagery continue. Okay. Yeah, which, yeah. which you, I think you could do very easily because you get into thirst and hunger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and you could, eas- I mean, you tried to turn them into tarts up here. You could just bring the tarts in down at the bottom. You know, oh, yeah. we're cut up and we're baked and... I'm baked and I'm not touching you. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not laying eaten. next to you in the pot. Someone's not eating me. I'm just a tart and I want to be eaten. <laughs> I'm working my way down the page. I'm completely fine with everything um, that happens in the middle. And then we get to the first note that I have is the afternoon of adolescence. Yeah. Because I get what you're saying, but I think it's kind of unnecessary. I'm wondering what it would be like if we did a line break after weather. And did yeah. how different we felt when the weather changed in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And the afternoon, we just kind of see, it's kind of trusting the reader a little bit more, yeah. but we just see that that is a changing moment. Mm-hmm. As, you know, we're in the afternoon, you haven't really mentioned time yet, so we just see, in the afternoon, this period of life has changed, and then we're moving on. I don't know how I feel about that one, because we've already talked about night. So, and we're suddenly going from nighttime oh, to afternoon. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Okay, you're right. You're right. That, that wouldn't work as well. And but is this I, yeah. still at yeah. night? Is this supposed to be the same scene? Is it night all the way from here to the bottom? I think if I remember, I was trying to go for like a, a time change, like a, yeah. a literal yeah. and also a, uh, a metaphorical time change. So I wonder if, if I would bring I morning into the beginning because we just mm-hmm. start at night and then jump to afternoon and... So if there was something about the morning and the innocence block, and mm-hmm. then instead of night falling, if it's, you know, if that's where we talk about weather changing. No, because that changes my favorite line. <laughs> <laughs> I won't have it. I won't have it. When night fell, we fell with it, and that's the way it will be. I guess you can move that later on. Yeah, I, I, could I, that works somewhere. I yeah. revise my original idea. Or when night fell, I fell with it. If it's if it's the speaker, if it's, the speaker, yeah. That, yeah. If it's only the speaker that has the crush, mm-hmm. if it's an unrequited, okay, yeah, that's not that. bad. That's yeah. not bad at all. I like that. Yeah. the The idea that I came back to was when you you say whispering words of solidarity, we linked our fingers and minds together. How different we felt when the weather changed, and just mm-hmm. leave it at that. That's a change. We are saying change. Weather is a symbol, and yeah. then we go straight into what does that meaning do? And you cut out in the afternoon of adolescence and just show us what the change is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Just a thought. My, my other thought was you have how different we felt and then two lines later you have how a feckin' beast and just the double how so close to yeah. each other kind of threw me off a little yeah, bit. Yeah. You don't really repeat any other words it. like that. Yeah. My and biggest problem is just the we suddenly have the beast imagery and the chain imagery in yeah. the middle of all this so, fruit and farming. Yeah, and like that goes back to what you were saying, is I wanted to convey something very visceral and, and something raging within and something yeah. just like gnawing at you. Because honestly, when I first, when I was first reading through this, so before I had continued reading and was like, oh, there's something more sexual happening. <laughs> when all I saw was left us raw and bleeding, I was like, Okay, okay, menstruation, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, for God's <laughs> sakes. <laughs> you know, adolescence, raw and bleeding. It's, like, it's okay. about monarchy, that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, okay, and then I was like, wait, chains, release, no, I have no, misread something. No, it's not the way you menstruate. 
No. My menstruation is hardcore. I'm, I'm not a werewolf needing to be changed. No. Um, ooh, interesting story idea. Yeah, there you go. Werewolfism as a, uh, as a comparison for monarchy. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. you got to see Ginger Snaps. Never yes, heard of that's okay. that's what the movie Ginger Snaps is about. Oh, dang it. Yeah. Uh, there's you can, no idea, no new you idea. You can still write an original. <laughs> yes. You can still write an original story about that yeah. though. Yes. Yeah. But it is a good Note idea. Note to self. It is. Yes. yes. It is a good idea. So, I'm fine with I'm personally okay with the beast imagery. That's really cuz it it's supposed to be jarring. Yeah. Like, it's supposed to take us by I surprise. I think I'd feel better about it if it was like a bull running into a tree or something than trampling over your apples. Like, I don't, no, I don't like the beast imagery. I disagree with Eric's suggestion. What if I had like uh, like smaller beast imagery in the beginning? Like, instead of a beast, it was more like a... I don't like this is bad right now, but it's because I have to think about it. Like small puppy or like something smaller in the beginning. That could work. My first yeah. image was of an unplucked goose. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Whoa. Unplucked goose? Well, I was That's trying just to, a goose. I was, looking think, at, I was looking at plucked and uh, I was like, yes, geese. <laughs> Chicken. Okay. Yeah, but something something smaller and har- more harmless at the beginning, and, but still keeping the. Um, the the food, the the apple. I and, reserve judgment for how I feel about that until I see what you come up okay. with. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna have to think so about I it. So I give you permission to follow Thank that you. avenue. Yeah. Um, I appreciate your of permission. Of Thank you. <laughs> you know, you just so, can't do anything yeah. without oh. my input. Okay. Obviously, I appreciate. No. <laughs> Eric, what do you put do? your drafts forward to the co- to the council, and we yeah. will okay. Maybe we'll back yeah. to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my so head on the chopping block. When you get to the last three lines, sure. Oh, the, la- the last four lines. We bit down on silence, swallowed parched words, choking on unquenched thirst. The hunger raged on. But the sweet, sweet burning devours us, delicious, even as it eats at us. There's this going back and forth between thirst and hunger, and the hunger being yours with the hunger also devouring mm-hmm. the speaker. Which I, it, I feel like it kind, of, ooh, I hit a fork. it kind of loses itself, I feel like, in between yeah. those three different images. Like, are you thirsty? Are you hungry? The hunger is no longer you. The hunger is now devouring you. Yeah. All okay ideas, but I think putting them all together gets us kind of lost in the different imagery. Yes. Can we lean into one? Sure. Or, like, if it were just, I like the idea And not of, into the beast. <laughs> I would no lean be- into okay, the hunger. No beast. Yeah, I, yeah. I like the, the I like the the folksy food stuff happening at the beginning, and I like the idea of a raging hunger. Okay. I just I think we can dispense with thirst. It's it's too much when we can focus on hunger. Sure. And and a hunger rages in the way that you want this beast to. So I also just I think the beast is superfluous. Sure. Okay. I'm wondering so. Other words to use to get rid of the the thirsty um, imagery. We've been done on silence, swallowing dry words, choking on, and then unquenched thirst would have to be replaced with something. Choking on, what else could you be choking on? Um, You know, you're already saying you're swallowing words, you bit down on silence, choking on the unsaid, choking on... Ideas yeah. that we don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Something. Something, something else could unrequited. go there. Something on. Ooh, yeah. If you really wanted to use a beast, if all of this instead was a horse. <laughs> I am not a horse girl. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She's a beast girl. Okay. <laughs> I, I was. Sorry. I was. I had the Still same, am. like, <laughs> you know, innocent, frolicking black beauty horse. And then the runaway horse that I had the two images and I was like, beast. Okay. okay, yeah, getting rid of the beast imagery because <laughs> Emily thought about a horse. That's not the right beast, Emily. Wrong right beast. Yeah. Well, this is one that's on a chain. doesn't seem right either. Well, no, if it's on a chain, it's pretty much a dog. Like, that's. I don't that's like that. Them. I don't like it. You know, you don't have to be comfortable with it. Like, it's Just, supposed to be yeah, uncomfortable. It, yes, I understand. <laughs> The idea is to be very uncomfortable. Like, the the discomfort that you feel at with unrequited... Yeah. yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Although there is... It's, it's so, just... It's, it's distracting. Devil... Yeah. Distracting. I also... To be honest, I think it's a lot... It's more unexpected to my mind to be comparing all of this to fruit and food than to like a beast like mm-hmm. if if you will a raging beast compared to sexuality is a little trite 
in my opinion. Yes, but also I think it's it's a, a it's an apt metaphor. It is case, an apt yeah. metaphor, but I'd like to see you stretch yourself sure. with the metaphor that we already loved at the beginning. No, I can poem. I can stick with yeah. the the fruit yeah. then. Yeah. Well, so the only. I mean, I, we each write, like, four different versions following yeah. four different pieces of advice for, like, all of our stuff. Yeah. So play That's around with all yeah. of it. No, Prove me yeah. wrong. The only other <laughs> okay. thought that I had before before I let it go is if the issue is kind of the transition in tone between romantic childhood nighttime firefly yeah. grabbing and, and, then yeah. being, and then being mauled by a, do- by a dog... Um, is is there some kind of transition that we can put in there? Is there some kind of turn that we can have for a line or two mm-hmm. where there's kind of this idea of something is not the same as it used to be? I feel something growing inside me. This feeling that used to be so fun is now getting so angry. Mm-hmm. It's a build up towards this point that it is that it is this beast. Yeah. yeah. I think that would make the transition a little bit easier so we can, instead of being like, whoa, what happened? Instead, the reader is going, wow, I can't believe we got here. Yeah. I can't believe that we've gotten to this place. I Which see what is, you're saying, yeah. Because it's a transition. It doesn't happen in the blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it really happens, it's slowly as you're beginning to think, oh my yeah. goodness, I might not just be friends with this person anymore. I wonder if they feel the same way. Oh man, this is really tearing me up inside. So oh, I think if the yeah. poem does the same thing and slowly gets us into it a little bit more, it'll help. That's okay. something else I wanted to talk about. So this whole thing is written... With we and mm-hmm. us, but you've said that it's more about a one-sided crush. It starts off, yeah, it, it starts off where so someone is reflecting on the status of a friendship that they have yeah. with someone, and it gets to the point where they're reflecting on feelings that they have with some, feelings that they have with someone, but they're not sure if it's one-sided or not okay so i wonder if we could see some of that with transitioning from all of the we to i that's good i i think you're on to something there because even saying it it left us raw and bleeding we don't know that the other person might not be raw at all and i think that's what's part of what tripped me up over this part is i was like You've got one beast, so but then it's the us. Focus. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Change the focus halfway through because there's a point when you realize. Because yeah, how can it be unrequited if it is us that are both feeling yeah. this? Well, what I think was well, what but the other person yeah, can yeah. still know that like the friendship is falling apart. The other person can be aware. But they're you not necessarily. with me, and now you're backtracking. <laughs> well, and I don't like well, it. I liked everything. I like how controversial this is. <laughs> I liked everything you were saying until you said the last. I've thing. always yeah. wanted to be a controversial <laughs> writer. Oh my god, you guys! <laughs> we're gonna fight when you're gone. Yes. Um, okay. So change, change the we, like transition the we oh, into I the remember. I. Okay. Yeah, you're changing the we to the yeah. I. It, this kind of idea of you were we. There were two of you, and you knew. You felt like you knew yes. what the other person was doing. And then it gets to the point. Then you realize you're only Am knowing what yourself this? want. Yeah. What what the what the what the writer want? What the what the, um, the narrator classic, wants? Oh, I only have myself and, you have, and my feelings. And you and have my no thoughts. idea what yeah. the other person is feeling. Yeah. You know where where the narrator is going. I'm an I now. I'm not a we yeah. anymore. It's not just us having fun. It's not just us catching fireflies. It is him catching fireflies and me wondering whether or not we're together anymore. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like that kind of, yeah. you know, those kinds of ideas, which I think makes the transition from we to I a little bit more significant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I can see what you're saying. And that sounds good. I think it could also be interesting, just as like a completely out there suggestion, it could be interesting to write this from the other person's perspective, especially if they don't return the crush and they're like, mm-hmm. what do I do? It's a fun writing exercise of nothing yeah. else. You know, you write, it could be the same poem, it could be a different poem. It could just, be a series. My you favorite suggestion. I want to hear what you series. guys, I want to hear yeah. your guys' response to it. I want you yeah. guys to respond as the other party. Yeah. We'll that have to do fun. a special open mic night yeah. of Episode. just our fecundity. Yeah. <laughs> wait, oh, wait. group fecundity. <laughs> Oh, what beer will we drink then? Our fecundity responses. We're breaking out the tequila for that. I think so. I don't drink tequila anymore. I don't drink tequila anymore. All right, we're breaking out the old fourth ward vodka. There we go. (laughs) Excellent. All right, I would love to keep talking, but my glass is empty and my brain is full. Thank you, Nina, for sharing your rough draft today and being our special guest. 
Is there anything else you'd like to plug? Yes, I'd okay. like to plug my website. It's ninamacnamara.com. That's N-I-N-A-M-A-C-N-A-M-A-R-A.com. And my books are anywhere you can buy books, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever. Uh, Icarus and A Bitter Spring. Again, by me, Nina McMara, N-I-N-A-M-A-C-N-A-M-A-R-A. <laughs> Thank you. books are sold. Anywhere books are sold. Thank you very much. Thank Absolutely. you for having me, guys. Thank you for coming. Thank we really for appreciate it. I appreciate it. We love having you. Dear listener, if you have any edits, thoughts, or suggestions on this Rough Draft, you can find us on Instagram as Diamonds in the Rough Draft or by email at diamondroughdraftpod at gmail.com. Also Twitter, but we forgot to put that in our script. Yeah, also, what's our Twitter handle? Diamond Rough Draft Pod. Okay. If you or someone in your life That's is That's me now. Yeah, you didn't jump I in there. I was talking about Twitter, and I was waiting for the silence. All right, here we go. Also, Twitter, because we have a Twitter now. <laughs> if you or someone in your life is interested in having a draft on this podcast or joining as a guest, please reach out. If you happen to be Neil Gaiman or Dale Carragher, please reach out quickly. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Diamonds in the Rough Draft. This is Emily Anderson. And this is Eric Anderson. Have a great time, and don't edit under the influence. All works read on the Diamonds in the Rough Draft podcast are original works and are not to be reproduced or distributed in any form without the express written permission of the author. All works of fiction on this podcast are products of the author's imaginations, and any resemblance to actual events, places, or persons, living or dead, is entirely coincidental.